Hey, hey, hey. Hi, everyone. Yes, welcome. We are all the way on episode five. I can't believe it. I know. It's crazy. Episode five, season two. It's been an exciting start of the season. Um, Last week, we had a really, or I should say, was it last week? Two weeks ago now. Yeah. We had a really exciting, um, our first live episode together. And that was fun. Um, so anybody who's new watching tonight, we are Rockhound Talk Live. I'm your host, Amber Nicole, and this is my co-host, Ben Korn. And we're here to bring you um, exciting, passionate rockhounds and miners and anything, anybody in, in the hobby of rockhounding um, who um, enjoys and is very passionate is on our show. So um, we will be um, adding our guest here shortly, but before we get uh, started into speaking with um, Z Colder of the Cherokee Ruby Mines, we'll just briefly talk, talk with you about some of our experiences that we had um, a couple weeks ago. So what do you think, Ben? How was, um, how was New York? Uh, I had a lot of fun. Um, it was a great experience. I've got my Crystal Grove hat from um digging for some herkimer diamonds um we did uh some herkimer diamond stuff i know you did a whole bunch of extra stuff yeah. we also went to new jersey uh it, it was great for me too it was a extra long trip because i was also in michigan in the up right before them basically went home yeah. unpacked repacked and and made my trip out there so i've got i've got so many rocks to go through right now it's kind of ridiculous isn't it crazy it's like you know at the time when you're collecting like you know it's a lot and then you know you go and you collect some more in other places and you don't really realize it until two times when you're unloading and then when you're just sitting there looking at it like oh my god <laughs> like yeah. this is a lot of stuff to clean and you know beautify um and admire you know so but I guess um, that's the part that I like when, you know, I've exhausted my funds from traveling, you know, that I can enjoy, <laughs> enjoy the rocks and, um, you know, clean those up and, you know, display them. So it's a, it's a different kind of excitement for me. I, I do enjoy that part. It's just, it does seem overwhelming when you have like buckets upon buckets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've, I've got a whole stash of them too. Cause I, I just bought a house and yeah. so I'm moving now. And so I have a bunch of them that I've moved to my new house, yeah. but I haven't had a chance to uh, clean them yet. I, I actually was working on a little project in my basement now. Um, okay. The house has a utility sink in the basement and the sink has uh, some threads on it that you can attach like a hose to. Yeah. So I bought a utility sink just without faucets or anything and i'm going to use that as a second sink to help clean rocks oh, nice. so I'll, I'll put a bucket or a tub underneath it yeah. and then i'll attach a hose to the sink that's already in there and then i can clean rocks and have all the dirt and whatever go into a tub and then i can just dump it outside rather than having it go and ruin my drain yeah, so yeah. i'm already doing little projects to <laughs> make it something that's a lot better than trying to clean these in my kitchen in an apartment yeah right so that's great. I mean, that's an extra addition that you probably weren't expecting to have, you know, with your home. You, you can soup it up rockhound style. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so when you were down in New Jersey, um, tell us a bit about like 
where was there any part in that experience that or any finds that you I mean you haven't gone through anything but what was the best part for you down in in New Jersey uh well for me I was actually as part of the Minnesota Mineral Club I was the field trip leader um I thought that part of it was really great I love bringing people out there people have never been to places before and they're finding these amazing really cool rocks and um you know just talking to people being like hey did you like the night dig and people were like oh my gosh like being able to walk around with a uv light and the whole ground for you know acres is is lighting up like that was really yeah, cool so it was that was definitely my top um thing i just love leading field trips and being able to like share that with people but i will say too um i've always liked agates i've mentioned that before and so um, I've actually bought a few carnelian agates from New Jersey, and I did a bunch of research trying to figure out where are they. Um, it's so hard to figure out where to even access them because New Jersey, pretty much everything is private land. So um, I was able to get out to some spot. I got lost in the woods, trudged through poison ivy, stinging nettle. <laughs> it was like 90 degrees. It was one of those where you're like, oh my gosh, like, why am I doing like, this? I'm so and then, crazy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then and then I was able to go to a different spot where then I was actually able to find some gravel. And then I found like my first like actual like decent carnelian agate. Um, nice. And that's always such a good thing when you're rock hounding to do your research and then yeah. find what you spent all the time researching. That is, it's a really good that payoff. Is like the best feeling it, it really, really, really is like the, to me, you know, to put in all of that footwork that you put in with researching and then even if you spend the whole day and you can't find it and even at the next day it's like when you do find it you're like oh my god i did it and it's like of course you knew that it was there right i mean because you did the research but it's like you put all the pieces together and found it it's, it's like to me i look at rock counting as like the best adult treasure hunt ever <laughs> Like, it's so fun. And it's like you take all the clues and you put them together and it's it's fun. So that's good. I'm glad. Yeah, you and, and you, you did some of your own yeah. research, right? You, you went to some spots. Yeah. So so my friends. Um, so luckily, um, I, I have like rock on friends everywhere. And um, I so this place that I'm going to mention, I personally didn't do research on, but it is a location that you can do research on and find. But um, we found some travertine. Um, which was a whole new mineral for me. Um, I have never, I didn't know anything about it. And the fact that it's fluorescent is super cool. Um, and there's not a lot of white on white fluorescent minerals. So um, you can find white travertine that also glows white. So most of the travertine out there is like a pale yellow. Um, but I, my favorite piece that I collected is, um, a white travertine that glows white and it's so pretty. Um, but it's a really neat mineral and it's in a gorgeous area. Um, and it's not far from if you're in the Herkimer district to, you know, stop and collect. Um, it's a known location you can find through Mindat. Um, it's Ilian Gorge, I believe is where, um, people collect it, um, which some of your members of the, um, your rock club, are, are my rock club too, I'm <laughs> a part of it now, um, they, they were there before. So it was really cool to see, uh, talk to other people that had been there and collected. Um, so yeah, it was a great experience um, and looking forward to more, more of them, <laughs> more fun rock hounding experiences for sure. 
Um, anything new in the news with rock hounding or anything? I haven't heard anything. Um, have you been? You know, funny you should mention that. Um, I, I've actually been following this issue for a little while. Um, I, I've been getting some emails forwarded from our president of the um, Minnesota Mineral Club. Um, some of the overarching organizations, um, one of them is the American Lands Access Association or the ALAA. And their big thing is to try to get public lands still available for people to go and rock on. Awesome. Um, one of the big issues right now is the Mojave Trails National Monument. Okay. Um, for those that don't know, it's in California. Um, it's in the desert and they're proposing as part of it becoming a monument to not allow people to collect rocks. Oh. Um, it's something that, you know, is, um, you know, like national parks and different things you can't um, collect. Um, the That area of California, though, is like just suddenly like overtaken um let me see if i can actually quick show you a map from this um so they're asking right now um to have you know people um you know write in um share opinions it sounds like with the um um it sounds like what they're trying to do is just try to get people to get their voices heard and that's actually been helpful they've actually been able to um get some you know, compromises in a way of like actually being able to allow it. So I thought this map here, um, if you can see it, mm -hmm. is actually really interesting. So the map here actually shows uh, the area of Southern California deserts that with the exception of private or military land mm -hmm. was open to recreational rock hounding. Yeah, because I've collected um, there, yeah. Yeah, and so starting in like the 60s, they've gone through and now you can see with the military bases, farmlands, um, wilderness areas, mm -hmm. um, national parks, so much of the areas now you can't collect. Right. Um, and so they've got in the, the dark red in the middle there, that's the Mojave Trails National Monument. So they've got um, a lot of stuff there that, um, you know, they're just trying to get it so that people can still collect yeah. rocks there. Yeah, because I know, I I mean, I know just briefly, I read that there is um, a mineral club that does, they host like rock hounding, like excursions out there. And that would co completely affect that, I'm sure. Um, because that was something that I want to revisit when I go out there and I was considering, you know, one of their excursions. Um, so, oh my gosh. So yeah, definitely. Is there a website? Where you can. yeah i'm trying to find where you can so they've got the the with it um they're in the final stages of the management plan okay and so they likely need to hear by the end of the month okay. um and they're saying the review and public comment period um with the blm is right now so i think if you just go to like the blm and just search for the mojave. um mojave trails national monument um it. you can probably find some stuff there um it's 1.6 million acres of land that um 2016 was turned into a national monument so um they already pretty much went from saying no we're not going to have any collecting to now they're saying like okay we'll hear some comments from the public so um it's just important to, to yeah you know for the public comment or you know for the blm to just say you know like hey like i think it's important for people to respectfully 
um, be able to collect on, you know, public land. Yeah. I mean, there's so much learning and I mean, just beyond the personal experience that we all have, I mean, it, it has a lasting impact on our, just on how we communicate with each other, building friends. I mean, I mean, it, there's just a plethora of positive. <laughs> so, I mean, I would really hope that they would you know, definitely consider, you know, the people that rock count, um, especially those who live in the area and it's, you know, easier access for them. So that will be interesting to see how that kind of um, turns out. Yeah. And, and for those in Montana, they actually had a note at the end of the newsletter here that mentions sort of a, a, a positive example of it. And they mentioned that um, I'm sure some of you have heard of the Bear Canyon agates. Um, they're in the Prior Mountains in an area, you know, the actual Bear Canyon, which is where they're found mainly. Um, and the BLM in Montana has said that they are actually going to designate a collecting area yes. that for a small fee, um, people would be able to collect and then also then legally be able to sell what you collect as well. Nice. That's good. So that's that's yeah, that's another example of, you know, the BLM listening to people and actually, you know, thinking about rock hounds and you know what matters to them and yeah. being able to keep those legacies going yeah i definitely want to start being more vocal on those kind of issues for sure and participating because i i think that that's definitely important and if it's not something important to someone now i mean who's to know that they're not going to enjoy rock hounding you know 10 15 years from now so um absolutely that's that's good to know good information so without further ado um, our guest tonight, Zeke Holder from the Ruby, uh, Cherokee Ruby Sapphire Mines will be joining us. So let's welcome Zeke. Hello. Hello. Hi, Zeke. Look at you looking all snazzy. <laughs> I love the tie. Yeah, right. I thought I'd get dressed up for the occasion. <laughs> yeah, I love it. You look very nice. I went with a double Windsor. <laughs> okay. Nice. <laughs> That's how you know it's serious. If yes. I go single Windsor, you know, it's like... Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. So welcome to the show. Thank you, Zeke, for joining us. This is Zeke Holder. He is one of the owners of the Cherokee Ruby Sapphire, um, Ruby and Sapphire Mine. And we're going to talk with him about his journey in rock hounding and the mine and also the geography of the area. So tell us, uh, Zeke, how did you get started in rock hounding? Oh, so rock hounding um you know and i was thinking about that the other day it, it goes all the way back to my childhood i remember being with a neighbor like you know a lady in her like 20s or 30s i was like four and um she facilitated that we bust up this huge piece of quartz that we had found in in our in our yard because we both wanted to know what was on the inside of it and we were amazed by what was inside of it. And since then, you know, it's always been a passion of mine. Um, so I'm not really, I'm not classically uh, uh, educated in it. I, I majored in business management <laughs> as my undergrad, but, um, uh, you know, I taught earth space science for a little bit. That got me into, you know, the physics and the chemistry behind it. And then, uh, you know, had this wonderful, transition thank god and uh now all of a sudden uh you know it's what i talk about on a daily basis and do so 
<laughs> yes, yes. And so and and so now here we are. You you are teaching people how to find precious gemstones here there in North Carolina. So tell me tell me a bit about how when someone comes to your mind um, who doesn't have any experience, tell me a bit about how you kind of get them acquainted to the area. Yeah, so like 90% of all our customers are complete newbies, right? There, there's, there's actually a very small percentage of the total that is people that's familiar with it, you know, in Rockout and all this. Um, a lot of people just uh, Google, where should I go mining? And, um, you know, we pop up because we have great reviews. Uh, so um, when they come in, we have a really uh, kind of dedicated process to help new people. And even if you know about rock hounding, I've noticed that um, each area can become, uh, you know, very different very quickly. It's all very mm -hmm. hyper local. So, um, you know, even if an expert rock hound does come to our area, there's something that we can uh, probably Teach offer them. them. Yeah, I would think so. Um, and uh, that, you know, we're always looking for customers to learn. But yeah, so when they come in, you, you know, we have, uh, you know, these little gem identifier cards. We nice, go through a nice. little, yeah, yeah. We do, we do a little matching game. It's fun. I've got some rocks here. I'm not sure. You know, I don't have my dock cam, so I'm, I might be a little limited. But, like, we got little pieces of moonstone in there. We've got selenite. We've got some small rubies and sapphires. And what we do is we have people, uh, you know, match them up and learn to use the equipment kind of early on. That's um, a good idea. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we always try to put it back into the hands of the people. Um, you know, we wanted to be a learning experience. We teach you how to use UV lasers. Um, I hope that didn't trip anybody's vertigo. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but that's a really good idea because when people come in and they've never done this before in their mind, they're, they're thinking they're going to find a faceted, um, clean gem and it looks different when it comes out of the ground so that's a really good thing you know to help people kind of rewire their brain for what they're looking for yeah exactly um you know people people come in and everybody's got different expectations and if somebody has been to uh you know a, um assaulted or enhanced mine where they just kind of have these polished beautiful rocks and they give them to you in some sandy gravel you, you, you know, like what, what their expectations when they get here are quite different, you know, yeah. they're, they're looking for a 50 carat Ruby. And I'm like, lady, if you find one of our rubies and they're 50 carats, I mean, like the biggest Ruby they're ever selling that's cut, they're doing it like in the next month on Sotheby's, uh, it, it's only 54, right? Which means it probably started like 120 and, and carats. And mm -hmm. You know, people were kind of expecting that because they've got that elsewhere. And I'm like, that'd be a, that'd be a $20 million stone. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I was like, you, you, you pay 35 bucks. You know? Right. <laughs> Do yeah. This. Yeah. Yeah. So it is good definitely to know the expectation when you're going in for sure. Um, 
and and then having a realistic expectation, I mean, you can still have an incredible time because I mean, I've seen the things that have come out of the mind that you, you, the uh, customers have, you know, taken pictures and videos and it's incredible. I mean, some of the rubies that are being, that are being found there are just incredible. <laughs> so, I mean, it's still, I mean, it, it yeah, I mean, it, I, I have, I didn't really even consider ruby mining until i came across your mind so i'm really excited we're actually i was talking to the kids in the last few days we're, we're thinking about coming down soon so um i and then i didn't even realize that you also have sapphires which is like one of my favorite you know stones so or i should say gemstones so i'm even excited for that so yeah i mean i think that um having a realistic expectation is definitely a number one thing going in anywhere, really, you know, especially in rock counting. I mean, because you can have people who find all these great things, but you don't know how long they've been, how long they've been looking for it. Like for example, Ben, you know, was looking for these agates and it, you know, took him a few trips or, or you went before, right, Ben, when you were looking for, for the agates, you were in Jersey before you found them, right? Uh, I've, I've been to New Jersey before, but I hadn't really looked for them. Oh, okay. Um, it was, yeah, it was, it was a lot of like trying to prep and, and look. Um, it's, they're pretty hard to find because it's a creek in the middle of a bunch of houses and things. Gotcha. So okay. Um, yeah. They're, they're not the easiest to find. Yeah. But, so, um, but yeah, it's still, it's the same, it's the same concept as that, you know, you don't always get lucky. So the fact that people are coming out of the mine finding incredible things is, is incredible. Like just, in that aspect alone. So what did you, I see in your, your collection there that you were showing. So you also have moonstone and selenite. What other gems do you, can you find there? Yeah. So um, I busted out. The, the, these are some things that we've actually gotten uh, cut and polished. And uh, what, what you do, and this is for any piece of jewelry, because that's that, that is the expectation that we try to manage is that, you, you know, you're not going to pull like a 50 or 70 carat stone, but you can pull something that is uh, able to get cut and set. And yeah, Jim great. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And these things, they only have to be two carats, right? Two carats is tiny. Um, you, you know, two, two, two carats will get, will get sized down to one. You know, I mean, jewelers can cut smaller than two carats, but typically the ones we deal with uh, don't want to cut anything smaller than that. But um, this is a little uh, lavender sapphire that my son found in the uh, in the in the parking lot. Got a nice. piece. Of, got a piece of rutile. Um, nice. This is a very exciting stone. I recently learned that rutile is like a degraded version of titanium oh um, yeah and it's the rutile you know if you've ever heard of rutilated quartz or rutilated tourmaline mm -hmm. you know rutile gets inside of the stone and uh, does some pretty magnificent things when it gets inside of a ruby or a sapphire or a garnet it produces that uh, star effect um you know the star ruby star sapphire yes. star garnet so the rutile is really important i got a little star Sapphire right here. I don't know if you can catch the star. Yeah, that's gorgeous. It normally has to be kind of yeah. You can see it a little bit with the light, 
but and that's what this area is kind of known for is that asterism so um but yeah you know a two i mean a two carat stone is tiny uh two carats is a half of a gram there's five there's five carats in a gram so you know a lot of these like super rock hounds is used to pulling out these like you know these like huge crystals and stuff yeah and then come here and they're just like chunking away this tiny stuff and i'm like whoa 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 i was like no that's that's that that's where all the treasures are right it's definitely a different focus for sure yeah I would probably be one of those people because, you know, I'm thinking big is great, you know, and, you know, I would be seeing these little things like, oh, it's nothing. <laughs> so, yeah, I would definitely, de it's good that you're there to help guide people because I could definitely see how that could happen where they're getting rid of um, gems. <laughs> so we, we had a question come in uh, from Vicky. Let me let me bring it up here. So um, I know we were just talking about dirt and I know that people can um, go to the mine and then go through the buckets of gravel there. Do you also offer um, bags for people that don't want to get out to North Carolina? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, our uh, we have a square store that's attached to um, our website, which this will be a great time for me to go ching and then the website pull up right there. But whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm not that techie. Maybe next time. But yeah, yes, ma'am. Thank you for asking. Yes, sir, sir, ma'am. Um, you can you can catch us online. Uh, just Google us and uh, check it out. We should be on Amazon soon, though, because I think nice. that's maybe a little better. I just I think it's a better business model for shipping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah. They, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. They make it really convenient, so you might just be able to find us on there soon. Uh, so um but yeah and you, uh, yeah go ahead and let me just back up so um you and your family that um, own this mine you guys are newer owners correct yes no we've only been here um for one year now uh so we're very very new it's been a family oriented business for the past 80 years i mean we you know i'm not even sure when it first opened but i know that cherokee was one of the last mines to open um and the story is really about kaler fork which is the creek that uh runs through you know our property there were 13 ruby mines on kaler fork throughout time and most of them have been shut down because of their lack of epa um you know jumping through the hoops and their requirements but it's still really super jimmy land and uh it's just it's just it's campgrounds and blueberry farms. So how did you then decide or like what what sort of went into then um, deciding to buy the the Cherokee mine? Yeah, so uh, uh, you know honestly Ben and looking back, um, that's probably the biggest blessing is that I can't believe a freaking unsalted Ruby mine was even on realtor.com. Uh, what? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's nuts. What? Um, That's crazy. You, you know, my partner found it. Uh, he's also a realtor, uh, Eric Hanty. Check him out. He's the best. Uh, literally, literally sells gem mines. So, um, but yeah, well, so, you know, part of the story on that uh, is that we're from Florida, right? We're Floridians. And uh, I've got a bunch of kids. I've got a bunch of goats, got a bunch of chickens and bees. And so we were looking to spread out. 
And if you want to spread out in the sunshine state, it's like 20 grand per acre and you have no utilities, you have no roads and it's underwater like 80% of the year. So it's like, we bought, we bought this for like, uh, I think it was like 13, five uh, an acre. It was absolutely not. Yeah. It was, it was cheaper than buying swampland in uh, Florida. So, um, and so many people passed it up. So many people passed it up, but that's the way blessings work. And I'm super thankful to the Lord that the, the, this worked out and I have to give credit where credit is due. Cause I did not plan this. Um, you know, I did plan on getting out of the matrix of, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, having a boss, I couldn't, I couldn't take that any longer. I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna make it to 65 out there. So, uh, we had to find an exit out the business and, uh, this worked out perfectly, but yeah, um, it was, uh, some cheap land in the Carolina Hills and a bunch of people passed it up and everybody told us, you know, a bunch of people come around and they're like, Oh yeah, we looked at this place. You know, we, we were going to buy this place, but I had to make the decision because this was during a pandemic. Remember, um, they said, which is that's when things happen. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the Japanese word for like, uh, uh, you, you know, catastrophe is also like uh, opportunity. Right. Or something like the words are related, I think. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, so sorry. <laughs> we uh, everybody says to me. um, you know, we looked at this place, we could have bought it, but we had to make the decision whether we were going to buy a house or buy the mine. And I was like, that's why you see me living in a bus. <laughs> 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 that's the decision you know, that I made. And that's yeah. And you, and you know what, and, and how, how things unravel and go, you know, time only tells. So, you know, that's, it's been an exciting year for you, I take it. It, it. it has been exciting. It's been very hectic, um, you know, living at your work and, uh, you know, dealing with all the external things that goes along um, with it. Uh, like, the, like the Ruby Wars. Perfect segue to Ruby Wars. Um, yeah, just, you know, haters, haters that are out there doing everything they can to try to uh, you know, break you down and crush you. Um, and what Ruby Wars has turned out to be, because it's kind of, you know, like revealed itself to me throughout time. It's like a bad uh, episode of Scooby-Doo. You know, I mean, <laughs> please, if you, please, you might, please explain this. <laughs> please, please unpack that. Um, you remember <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, Scooby-Doo was all, you know, they would get the bad guys, they would unmask them. And it wasn't a ghost. It wasn't a vampire. It was their neighbor. Yes. Uh, right. And they, oh wanted my gosh. You, they wanted you to get off the land because they knew the land was valuable. And that's, and that's just, that's what my life has turned into. I've been, I've, I've, you know, I've been arrested four times in my life. Right. One was in college. Every, everybody gets that right. You were in college. You got arrested. <laughs> You know, you're, you're at a party with no clothes on. Okay, we'll, we'll let it go. You know, then possession of marijuana in my 20s. But, I mean, like in California, that's legal. But I was in the state okay. of Georgia, so you're going straight to the slammer for that one. Um, okay. But, but uh, I've gotten arrested twice in the past two years, and I'm innocent. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I haven't done anything. I've been on my property. I've been uh, protecting my land and establishing my borders. 
And not only do I have a business, but I have a wife and four kids. And so the Ruby, the Ruby Wars, and I've seen some videos. So like, for example, I seen the video where you're just trying to get water because there's like one water source and you're trying to get water um, because, you know, you need the water so you can sift through, you know, your your gravel and stuff. And there's like this issue with accessing water with your neighbor. Explain that a bit. Yeah. So, you know, and we we embellished that for Facebook, of course. Um, the our, our neighbor did actually park on the. Yeah, I've uh, seen the video. Yeah, no, I mean, he he tried, you know, this was purposeful and mindful um, to shut us off. But the big deal, we, we really didn't need the water. Um, we they have like riparian rights here in the state of North Carolina. We just we just pull it from the creek. Uh, it, 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 you know, it's no big deal. Um, we, we just wanted to get on Facebook and have something go viral. And actually, that's one of the things that's one of the things I got arrested for because they said I was trespassing on his property. Now, we're, we're going to court over it. Right. But that's a really long process. So I may be declared innocent of it. Um, but the damage is done. Uh, but yeah. So it, but 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 yeah, no, I mean, he. He hates us. You know, these people hate us. They're doing everything they can to shut us down. And, um, you, you know, that's that's discouraging. But it's also encouraging because it's like, man, you, you know, I mean. But you're, they're like they're like they're like yards from you. They're like feet from you. Like you could like teach them like, dude, you probably have rubies on your land, too. Right. Oh, no. He does. I know he does. I mean, you're only you're only feet away. So it's like, you know, you guys could just like work, you know, like, why not work together? You know, exactly. Well, and that well, he's opening a ruby model. Um, oh, he, oh, now he's opening one. Yes, that's the <laughs> he's he's he, he wants to be our competitor. You oh, know, well. so um, and it's just it's making the he's making the 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 journey more difficult for us but he's making the journey more difficult for himself as well because if we were to work together he would be established much more quickly because yeah. we know yeah and so you know but um that that's the way friction is um but he you know i support it honestly because that's a, a bigger movement that i'm trying to show people here is that hey buy a piece of land in yeah. appalachia and uh you know charge people to come dig it up and and that and that's what I love about uh, you know Daniel Coleman and what he's doing and Brian yeah. Majors and what he's doing. They're going yeah. to regular folks' house and being like, "Let's dig it up. Uh, here's yeah. thirty bucks." And I'm like, "Hey, retire in North Carolina, buy a piece of land." <laughs> so uh, I, I I completely support what he's doing, you, you know. But he you know it's not a that door doesn't swing both ways apparently. So well, and, oh so go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I mean, the one thing that that we've noticed from sometimes off camera talking with different people is this isn't something that is just like one section of Rock County. No. It seems like it's everywhere. Yeah. Talking with people about agates and there's people stealing people's photos and trying to sell stuff that they don't even have. And then turning around and talking to people about Herkimer Diamond stuff and people, it seems like there's jealousy and mm -hmm. people you know, doing 
different sales stuff that they're not allowed to do and just all this stuff. And then looking at the Ruby war stuff and it's like, you've got these competing, you know, things and there's even claims of people and other spots doing claim jumping for things and bad sales of claims. And it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy how much is out there. Yeah. Yeah. The drama will definitely follow that is for sure. Um, so don't 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 think Zeke that you're alone in this Ruby War thing because if it's not a Ruby War, it's an Opal War, it's a Herkimer yeah. Diamond War, it's an Agate War. So it's like it's definitely happening everywhere. The good thing is is that there's enough good people in the hobby that want to keep it positive that you know we we keep we keep that going. <laughs> And so going on on a positive note here, um, somebody who comes over to uh, collect in your mind, um, what are some kind of tools or things that they need um, to come there? <clears throat> uh, they don't need anything. Uh, we, okay. Yeah, we, we provide all the tools, uh, the scientific equipment. We also provide uh, training on the equipment. You know, we teach you how to use the lights properly. We teach you what to look for. We give you examples um you know really trying to put that process to work but uh yeah um you know we have we have pre-filled buckets but so many people were coming were com complaining and they're like we want to dig for ourselves we want to oh, dig for yeah. ourselves and i'm like yeah. uh yeah well i mean we just got a gym pile you, you know we the, you know we have big gym piles or hundreds of tons of material in, in the back that the business has run off for the past 10 years and yeah. um but people were like, we want to, we want to dig a vein. And I was like, lady, if we had a vein of rubies, it would be, <laughs> we, we would not be open to the public. Could you imagine a vein of rubies? <laughs> but these are people's expectations. So we yeah. were like, look, okay, for each, for each, uh, you, you know, paid miner that comes in, paid gem miner, we'll let you want, dig one bucket from the parking lot for free. Right. Oh. But a local environmental scientist said that we probably should be digging there because our parking lot is like a flat parallel land to Kaler Fork. So it's like an alluvial deposit, you know, flood, uh, floodplain, right? So it sounds like maybe in the future you might be digging that up. That's where the pit is. And, we, you know, whenever you see those videos, that's people digging up our parking lot. And, um, you know, we've had <clears throat> local lapidary call in and uh, ask us, you know, because we send all our stones to other places, right? We don't cut, we don't set. I want to send it to somebody else. I, I, I want to keep that commerce rolling. So we always right. put it to somebody else. And uh, the lapidaries started calling me and they said, are you are you really getting pigeon blood rubies out of your uh, parking lot? We're like, praise Jesus. Uh, you better believe it, lady. So <laughs> it's been fantastic. And I, I remember it, it was like, after the second week, you, you know, we, we were just giving giving the buckets away, giving the buckets away. And then at like week number two, somebody found a nine carat uh, pigeon blood ruby. And we were like, okay, so that's going to be the, you know, the prospector's hole became like a new mine site. And so we've got like seven or eight mine sites around, around um, campus. Nice. And how, and, and how oh, I'm sorry, how, how large is the area that you purchase you, you have enough room to keep doing these you know mines that you're putting all over so oddly enough 
we looked up the records, right? EPA has been tracking it for the past 40 years. Um, you, you, you know, you got to have these, uh, these permits. And um, over the past 40 years, they've only mined two acres of land. Oh, wow. Two acres, wow. right? So that's one acre of land for every, like, 20 years. And uh, when we first bought a Cherokee Ruby mine, it had 19 acres. And now I think we're up to, like, 24 so you so, got a lot. Yeah. Yeah. We've done some, we've done some acquisitions lately. Um, thank God. Uh, you know, some people, some people have been selling and so we've been buying and that's, that's the crazy thing is, you know, you can come here. Anybody can come here. They got a track for sale right now. It's three acres, $37,000. You got a road to it and it's going to be, it's a freaking Ruby mine. Wow. You know, there you go. There it is on realtor.com with all the rest of them. Wow. You're making you're 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 making this sound so attractive. <laughs> achievable, it's it's achievable, and yeah. that's what I loved about uh, Brian Majors. You know the Crystal Collector's latest uh, video when he was at Probst Farm in North Carolina. I mean, this was just some farmer's backyard. You know, there's no equipment involved. You have to dig the hole yourself. Then you have to fill the hole back in yourself. I mean, we we'll talk about a business model. This guy's got retirement. You know, like hemmed up. I mean, yeah. Go go and check that video out if you haven't. It's it's amazing. No, well, so I was gonna say I um for work I actually have been in North Carolina a few times. The one time I actually had some time off and I went to oh gosh, I can't remember. I went to a couple different emerald mines, and I will say I'm really glad that you don't salt anything because it was uh one of those times where it was like, I it's, it's a, it's a trap. It's a tourist trap Mm. where they had like the sluice going. And I mean, people were picking out quartz crystals that didn't even have dirt on them. They just threw them in a bag of dirt and then said here, and you know, you find it. It's like, it's obvious it wasn't in there. They had areas that you could actually find emeralds. And then they would have certain areas of it blocked off. And they were like, well, you can't mine there. And it's like, well, that's where emeralds are. And now I'm just digging around in a place that, you know, there's not even going to be anything. So I just, I, I really like that. You're really, you know, cause people understand that they might not find anything, but it's, you're getting what's actually there. Exactly. There's no, there's no participation trophies uh, given out here. And that's, a, that's one of the um, expectations that we manage, you know, and some people leave for that. They say, you know, so you can't guarantee I'm going to find something. And I'm like, no. And I mean, and that's what rock hounding is. I mean, that's what rock hounding is. I mean, if you're a rock hound, you know that every place that you go to explore is not going to give you what you're looking for. Like, that's actually, I think, what intrigues me to keep going is because, or, or, or keep looking or keep researching or figuring things out is because, you know, it's that drive i guess so it's like i mean i guess i guess like you said most people are are first timers and so that's an opportunity for you to really educate too on the expectation like you said yeah well and that's what uh i love about what ben's got going on uh you know expanding those lands where people can go rock hound for free because yes we do own a mine um but this should be something that each and every American yeah. can go out and do yeah. and Absolutely. be a part of. So, yeah, I think it's great. And I'm a huge, 
advocate of that. And um, that's really one of the things that we push here in Western North Carolina is that we're trying to, um, you, you know, let everybody know that, you know, you don't have to mine with us. You don't have to mine with anybody else. Like you can jump out in the middle of the Nantahala River, Kulisaja River, uh, Little Tennessee River, and find these things on your own. Um, I was I was just out in the Little Tennessee River with my kids the other day and was finding citrine left and right. Um, nice. Not not even rock hounding, just you know doing a float down and grabbing some stones behind a little you know rip current. And uh, sure enough, it was some you know like gem grade. Uh, citrine right there in the public for anybody to, 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 to grab. That's cool. It's cool that you advocate for that because I mean, that's, that, that's, you're going to grab first time rock hounders that way when, you know, they're just, like you said, you're just out with your kids, you're at, at the Creek, the lake, you know, you're in, you know, you're just tubing, you're just hanging out and you look over and you see these gorgeous, whether they're gems, rocks, whatever, in that that lure into wow, this is incredible. How can I find more of these? And teaching people that like you don't have to necessarily go to a mine or go you you can find these things on your own. And for you to like advocate and teach about those things is incredible. I I I think that's great. Yeah, and I I just wanted to put up here. Uh, Vicky had found some more information here. So now through July fifth. Uh, you can either send uh, actual snail mail to Needles California BLM, um, and the address is up there, or you can email uh, BLM underscore CA underscore NFO underscore MTNM underscore planning at BLM.gov. So if you'd like to get your voices heard about being able to keep these federal lands open to rock hounding, uh, there's some more information right there. Yes, thank you, Vicky, for providing that. Yeah, Vic, Vicky says she got two buckets of pay dirt. Uh, Joe, um, Joe was asking the name. The name of the mine is the Cherokee uh, Ruby Mine, and it is in Franklin, North Carolina. It is. Yes, and I just like you know, I feel like sometimes I am like geographically illiterate i had no idea that you're like only like eight and a half hours from me in ohio because i was looking yeah no right i was looking at my map and i was talking to the kids and i was like oh my god i just drove eight hours to new york like we could just drive eight hours to north carolina it's not that far <laughs> that's what that's what i've been trying to tell you yeah <laughs> no uh yeah well so we look forward to having all you guys um we'd love to do something on the scene over here uh, I love what you did over at Herkimer. That was so fun. I love yeah. the Uber light hunting, you know, um, all of your field trips are, uh, you know, really, it, you know, it's just another layer of what you guys got going on. Uh, we really look forward to you guys doing something out here like yeah. that. That would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. And, and we've got um, kind of a sneak peek um, for some of the people listening. Uh, we've got some, um, we've got Opal mine, um, some people coming up. We've got someone who um, does artwork based off of um, rocks and agates. And so um, we've got a lot of other really interesting um, people. And and we're always, you know, trying to just find anything involving rock hounding, whether it's um, we've got people with fossils, we've got, you know, educators, mine owners, anyone. So, um, you know, if anyone out there has suggestions too, 
Um, you can always let us know if you've got anyone in the back of your mind or if you'd like to be on. Um, you can send us an email at rockhontalklive at gmail.com or message us on Facebook. We've yeah. Um, but we are so glad. I think uh, Zeke is our first mine owner that we've had on. Um, Joe, I guess, sort of had his own Herkimer Diamond um, area. But this is like our first, I guess, public mine that people can come and dig. Um, the, the one thing I was interested in, um, I, I saw some of your videos. It looked like you were sort of um, like prospecting or looking like what, what are things that you look for, like on your land yeah. that might be like places that you might want to do some digging? So I did some research and um, the two words were sand and gravel, right? You want sand and gravel. Uh, you want um, creek beds. Uh, but it's it, it's Ill illegal per EPA law for us to jump into certain creeks because they support trout and you can't raise the turbidity for the trout. So, um, you, but we do have creeks that don't have trout and you can dig right in them. And so that's another thing we look for, tributary branches. But, okay. but um, yeah, uh, any, anywhere, any floodplains, you know, you can just follow Kaler Fork and uh see see where it expands or see where it could have meandered over time um but also that you know the alluvial deposits which is what's already been broken down from the mountain and now it's in the you know the mm -hmm. creek beds those uh it came from a vein you know so when people are asking about a vein i mean it's right there is a vein out there somewhere and secretly that's what we're always looking for because that would be you know, tons of rubies mm -hmm. and sapphires sitting on top of itself, stretching all the way down to the upper mantle. Um, and uh, whoever finds that uh, wins. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, or, you know, um, so, yeah, we're always looking for that. And, uh, you know, the only way you can do that is by kind of scratching through the mountain. Uh, Tiffany's was here in the early 1900s yeah. hydraulically. Yeah, yeah, yes. just, you know, just just water cannon blasting it. But you talk about trying to find a needle in a haystack, man, they they had no clue. And so when they left, uh, I mean, it could have been anywhere. And a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, Tiffany's had already mined that area out. They were hydraulic mining, looking for uh, the vein. They did not care about alluvial deposits because however okay. rich it is, it's still commercially you can't produce it without just having a, hundreds of people out there, you know, right. washing rock. That so. makes sense. Yeah. So still, so all of those, all of all of the great things that you're finding, they weren't interested in. So that means all of those great things that you're finding are still there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when uh, two tectonic plates come together at a converging boundary, they make these mountains. And these mountains, right, these volcanoes, which is what Appalachia is, like the oldest one, possibly Pangea old. So when they form, they got these little gas vents that go through it that release the pressure from the upper mantle to the to the outside world. Well, later on, the minerals come up in these veins and, and solidify. And so that's where it's at. And so these veins run all the way from the mountain down to, you know, the upper mantle. And and they just crack off piece by piece and end up in the in the creek. But the vein is still out there somewhere. 
And is that is that true? Then I was reading that no one has actually found what I guess would be the mother load or like the actual source and vein of the the rubies. Correct. And it became too expensive for Tiffany's to continue to look for it. And this is what I think their plan was. They turned it back over to, you know, regular people that would turn it into mines. Eventually, one of us would find the vein and then they'll come in with a low ball offer and get billions, uh -huh. of, get billions of dollars of material for like maybe 10 million. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, so who, who knows? Um, uh, but it's it's. It's out here somewhere. They found it in Matrix on the other side of Franklin, down where like Corundum Hill is. But they never okay. found they never found the Matrix up here, um, where the where the uh, Little Tennessee River is. And ours was always the ones that were facet grade, right? They had more Corundum grade, and uh, they did have Cabochon grade, but primarily the facet grade stuff has always come out of Cowie Valley. Uh, and that's that's our whole area. And I want to throw a quick plug out real quick. Um, there's a, a, an old mine, the old Beasley mine. It's just like a mile away from us. We had a bunch of customers come in. They were staying there. Right. Anybody can go stay there. And it's an old mine, an old ruby mine. And they have an old shaft that you can walk in. They've got creeks on the property. So, I mean, like not even coming and mining with us. Come stay at Airbnb's in Cowie Valley. And uh, yeah, 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 I mean, you can just find stuff right there on the ground. You can go out with the Uber lights at night and look at the roads because they're paved with the tailings from the mine. And so, I mean, literally rubies and sapphires everywhere. People driving on them and walking on them on a daily basis. That's and, crazy. Uh, yeah. Rock hounds are free to come get them. So speaking of coming to visit, um, we did have one question here uh, going back to to the mine. Um, Sue's here was asking, um, I guess, just some more information about the mine. So I know we mentioned, I think it was like a bucket uh, was like $30, $35. And then um, which which months are you open? Because I think I saw one of your videos, it was even snowing. Yeah, and that probably won't happen again. You know, we just stayed open this year uh, continuously just to see what the numbers were. But uh, January and February, it was pointless and miserable to be open. We did have customers come through, but it was miserable and I didn't want them here. And even though we found fantastic stuff, it was just so cold that I wanted them to go away. And I don't know. <laughs> uh, we love we love all our customers, but it was well because there's Canadians that they'll come down and it can be like 38 degrees. And they're like, Oh no, this is, this is fine. We want to be outside. doing something." <laughs> That'd be me. I'm from Minnesota. That would be me. <laughs> I'd be in shorts. And I'm like, I, I got to put on. And another Zeke's, like, Zeke's like, I'm Southern, you know, we don't do this cold stuff. <laughs> I've been in Florida. I've been in Florida too long. You know, maybe, maybe I'll acclimatize, but these, these Canadians are another breed of, people you know like what they can tolerate <laughs> as far as um but i'm sorry i think i got off the question oh yeah, yeah. so um yeah. for 35 dollars is admission that comes with two buckets if you are a current or former military or gpaa or magma or if you mention uh ben or amber we give you three buckets um and uh you can fill them yourself or we can fill them we also have, uh, you know, all you can sluice, uh, $65, and you can dig all day, but you have to dig. You can't pull 
you know, pre-filled buckets because that's going to mess up my bag. So, and and what what months is it that you're open? So I'm I'm pretty sure. I, well, we're we're open twelve months a year. Um, I'm not sure if you're going to see me uh, during January or February, but you might you might <laughs> catch my partner Eric there. I don't know. What would be the what would be the months that you would um what what would be the months that you would say people would find the most enjoyable? Right now, summertime. Um, you, you know, because the hotter it is outside, the 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 more refreshing that water is. So uh, <laughs> you know, June, July, August, but then September and October are pleasant because it's cooled off a little bit and you get to see the leaves change. And you got a bunch of, you know, reds and yellows and, you know, different hues going on in all of Appalachia. So uh, it, the only time you probably shouldn't come here would be January and February. But we have a huge rush right between uh, Christmas and uh, New Year's. Uh, but if there's enough people come out, and that's what I love about Rockhound is because it's not weather dependent. It can be rainy. It can be cold. It's not like fishing. You know, those rocks are there. They don't care. And it's for you to discover. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Come on, whenever you want, let's go. So we we did have one question. Um, I, I know we've talked about some of the different minerals you can find. Um, I know sapphire rubies, some of the moonstone. Um, someone was wondering um, if you have uh, hidden night. No, we don't have hidden night. We don't have any of the barrels like emeralds or aquamarine. Um, we have, uh, we have rubies and a ruby is a sapphire. It's just a sapphire with a lot of chromium in it. That's what makes it red. That's what makes it fluorescent. But you also have pink sapphires, purple sapphires, lavender sapphires, and white sapphires, which we all have here on campus. And, um, they will all fluoresce. We also have blue sapphires. We have the selenite. The selenite's important because it's only a one-off. Uh, rubies and sapphires are made of two things, aluminum and oxygen. Selenite is made out of three things, aluminum, oxygen, and uh, a silica, which is quartz. So wherever you find selenite, you're also going to find corundum, typically. We have rutile. We have moonstone. We have two types of garnets. We have the rhodolite garnet, which is the one that gets confused with the pigeon blood ruby. We have pyro garnets. We also have citrine and smoky quartz and rose quartz and uh you know a bunch of things in schist and conglomerates uh you, you know like um garnets and matrix and uh you know ruby schists and fun things like that different specimens so so this this might be good um i do want to show let me let me share my screen here i came across um a couple of some facebook posts let me see here so i was going back through and i came across this post which talked about the i believe it was the largest ruby that's come out of the uh cherokee mine which was the chief um the chief that's crazy Cherokee chief, which was over a thousand carats. Yep. That's crazy. 1,070 carat pigeon blood star ruby. Um, what? That's crazy. Tra you, you know, high, high translucence. 
Um, and that and, wow. and, and and that's what I'm saying, right? This is 1,070 carats. The biggest ruby, maybe you guys can find this, or somebody can Google it later on. The biggest ruby that has ever been cut and set is about to be sold this summer, and it's only 54 carats. And we had one that was 1,070 carat jewelry grade hamburger patty sized ruby come out of here. And okay, you're just yeah, like- yeah. It, it so I, I just looked it up and it says that um I don't know when this was posted because it says on Thursday. So um, but it says it was a 55.22 carat ruby that is to be the largest and most valuable gem to sell at auction. Um, and it's going for 34.8 million dollars. And what where where was it found? India or Sri Lanka, I, mean, I want to say. Okay, okay, okay. You, want, you, you know, one of one of those mines, uh, right. you know, out there, which the pigeon blood ruby came from in four places in in the world. Um, and- it it actually says, um, uh, Firma Gems discovered it at the company's mine in Mozambique, so Ooh, actually Africa. Uh, Africa. Africa. So, but still, I mean. There's just so much that you don't know about this area, right? That's been undiscovered. I mean, you don't even know where the vein's at. Like, who's to know what else you can find out there? Ah! (laughs) So here's actually another one. I'm going to just show this one quick. So this was, I believe, the second largest ruby that was found, which is the Cherokee Princess. Um, This mentions here it was a 686-carat ruby. Uh, Two cabochons were cut from it. Um, the rest of it was uh, remaining uncut. So oh my here's God, look how um, gorgeous. Here's some photos uh, from it that wow. that they they cut um, that the Cherokee princess, um, which is just sort of insane. And my niece's name that. is Ruby, and so like I just feel this pressure. I just need to find something incredible there. <laughs> this is like. <laughs> This is like exciting. I, I, I know I'm not going to find anything big like that, but it's exciting to think that maybe you could. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got we got to manage those expectations, right? I know, I know, I know. That I know. was only that, that was only one uh, one thousand seventy, right? But but this is this is what we want to tell you is that you know first of all you come here and you're already part of the legacy and the lore. You're a part yeah, of the right. exploration. Um, but all you have to come away with is two carats, which as tiny yeah. as this, I mean, this, the, oh, if this yeah. were a ruby or a sapphire, this would be a, you, you know, a two, three carat stone. So yeah, they're, sure. they're, they're, they're tiny. And when you think about, if you think about this, right, like just from like a consumer prospect here you're just thinking about being a consumer i mean if you go to buy a ruby online a ruby ring i mean you're going to spend quite a bit of money right and not even honestly know if you're not into checking if it's even like man-made or not and so just to know that you have this naturally like you got it yourself right you unearthed this ruby it's like Oh my God. I mean, if two carrots is like, that's incredible. I mean, I, I mean, I would be so happy to find something like that for my niece. So absolutely. Exactly. That's, um, and, and that, that's what we try to drive home, you know, because some people come out and they're like, how much can I sell this for? And I'm like, 
don't don't try to sell it. You, you know, I mean, they're, they've got the market cornered on that. What you want to do is get it cut and get it set and get it turned into a pendant or a ring and, yeah. and, and make family heirloom jewelry. And another yeah. quick plug, you know, it's only it's only fifty dollars to cut. Uh, you, you know, a lot of the lapidaries start about 50 bucks, right? And work their way up. But for $50, you can get um, the 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 sapphire or ruby or selenite or whatever, get it cut. And then only $70 for um, yes. a sterling silver uh, yes. pendant. So for $120, you got yourself a legit piece of jewelry with a story, just like you yes. said, that you know the is. story, yes. Yeah, and really quick, um, a way that you can tell the lab grown is that they'll be perfect every time. Okay. They okay. they do not have inclusions, um, and so it, believe it or not, it's the imper imperfections Perfections. that make that let you know that it came from nature. Only only nature can produce an imperfect gem. So um, you know that's important. And so I think some of this material that people, you know, some lapidary thinks are cloudy. I think later on that that's going to become popular because it may be a little cloudy, but you, guess what? You know, it's, real. You know it's natural. Yeah. 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 So slight, slightly off topic. Um, I know you sort of briefly mentioned this um, since you were looking for a lot of land and stuff. Um, I think I saw something that you like rescued like a pig or something. Could you talk about like some of the other things that are, going on at the mine oh yeah yeah Cher cherokee ruby mine has has many layers um we we we, we also function as a uh, rescue um a animal rescue um uh -huh. we've got uh nigerian goats we have potbelly pigs we have guinea pigs we we have a couple of guinea pigs that were found in a dumpster behind a grocery store uh -huh. and uh we now have them running around wild under the office <laughs> and uh, <laughs> reproduce another little guinea pig so um yeah we try to do uh you know as much philanthropy as we possibly can we do a lot of uh um like low uh zero cost field trips uh for okay. you know, schools yeah because we want to get the local kids out we want them to know about their area um yeah. you know it's also uh, I tell you right now, Ben, man, you would love it. Uh, the fireflies, the synchronized fireflies are going crazy down here. Um, and, uh, you know, the night sky up here in Appalachia, you can see all the planets and meteor showers and, uh, you know, Mars in retrograde. It's, uh, you know, um, I've been getting into a lot of foraging lately. Uh, you, you know, we the woodland forest. So, we got a lot of mushrooms. I've been finding oyster mushrooms, lion's mane, chicken of the woods. So there's all kinds of stuff to do out here. So when y'all come, you won't be bored for sure. Yeah, I'm just trying to look through some of my notes that I had here. Um, so um, if people want more information, you've got, um, I'm trying to think here, you've got definitely a website people can buy. You've also got Facebook and um, correct me if I'm wrong. Do you have uh, Instagram, or, or I guess where else can people follow you for more information? I believe I believe we're on Instagram. I'm not, you know, my age groups like the face group, Facebook people. You, you know, I'm not that techie. Um, no, but it's a, think, you, sorry. Yeah. I'll finish when you're done. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Uh, but so there, um, I think uh, check out Brian Majors. You know, watch watch the Crystal Collector. 
uh, I, you know, I try to plug, um, you know, the people that plug us, uh, and he's fantastic. He's so educational. So, um, and he, you know, he shows you where else to go all around. So, um, but yeah, check us out on uh, Facebook, check us out on Google. Hey, one thing everybody can do, cause you kind of have virtually visited the mind today, please help us out. Go on Google, uh, Google us and review us and, uh, give us some stars and say that we're educational and we're fun. Um, and, uh, that'll, that'll help, you know, push us up to the top of the list. And, uh, we 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 appreciate it. Or or even better, do a trip and visit. Yes, and absolutely, your visit. absolutely. I was just gonna say that it's sad to say that you know we're getting old, but like Facebook is like considered like for us old people. It's like it is like you know when I talk to my kids, you know they're like, oh, Facebook's for old people. That's <laughs> for my, just like, That's for my parents. Right. It's like I'm like, oh my god! I was here when Facebook started. It's old, <laughs> crazy. But here, but here we are. That's old folks. Uh, yeah, yeah. But this is where us old folks get together. Is here on Facebook. <laughs> um, but yeah, please, please come by, and uh, you know, in any of the mines in town, there's a lot of other. We're the only one that's 100% unsalted, but there's some other mines that are salted but actually have some really excellent natural material. Uh, they have natural garnets, they have natural sapphires, they have natural rubies. And honestly, I'm not sure why they're salted, but uh, they've got their own business plan. And also visit places like Chunky Gal, right? Like Chunky Girl. It's on the uh, Nantahala River. You can um, camp there for up to two weeks. And right there, you know, a half mile from the parking lot, you can jump in and uh, bust off pieces of peridote which looks like aquamarine or like an emerald i mean it's a gem grade thing in itself yeah. and you can bang off pieces of it that have rubies growing in matrix i've seen the ah! most i've seen the most amazing stuff come out of like standing indian mound and uh you know nanahala national forest just come visit western north carolina come visit franklin um and uh you, you know do your research and you'll you'll eventually end up, you know, where we're at out here in Cali Valley. Totally like saving this specific episode just so that I can remember these places when I come. <laughs> like I am like all these locations that you're mentioning. I'm like, okay, I want to go see that. I want to try and like now I want to get this peridot that's got emeralds in it now. <laughs> Jim, great stuff right there for anybody to take. That's awesome. Is there anything that you want to add before we conclude tonight? Uh, no, just thank you so much, uh, Amber, Ben. It's been fantastic. Uh, I love y'all's show. It's so educational. Um, you guys are super entertaining. And uh, I look forward to uh, you guys coming down here so we can do something, you know, live. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely have to uh, find some time to make it down there. Maybe when I'm trying to escape the winters up here <laughs> show up in shorts and it's 40 degrees down there. Um, so, so speaking of uh, some, some future things um, just so that everyone knows we do have our next episode is going to be uh, Wednesday, June 28th, uh, same time, uh, eight forty-five Eastern time. I, I keep forgetting to mention that. And then I go through the audio to put it up on Spotify and I'm like, I, I need to say it because people aren't always, 
uh, watching us. So um, next episode is going to be Wednesday, June 28th. And uh, we are actually going to have a mystery guest. Yes. Our our current guest that we have scheduled for that um, episode is unable to commit. So it will be a mystery guest for the next episode. It will be a guest that you will enjoy and will learn from. So it will be an exciting show. It will just be a mystery. Yeah. So. So, so thank you again to Zeke um, and to anyone looking for some rubies and sapphires in North Carolina, go check out the Cherokee Ruby Mine. Yes. And um, I guess for that, um, I'm Ben Korn, and thanks for joining us. Yes. Amber, Nicole, your host, peace out. Thank you, Zeke, for joining us. It's been incredible, and we will see you in two weeks. <laughs>